Welcome to another episode of PowerShell Points, short thoughts from the weekly tour portion. This week's PowerShell Point comes from Vayat Hanan, which is Hebrew for I pleaded, and it goes from Deuteronomy 3.23 to Deuteronomy 7.11. In this Torah portion, Moses tells how God prohibited him from entering the promised land. Then Moses exhorts Israel to obey God's commandments, recounts the setting up the cities of the refuge, recites the Ten Commandments and the Shema, and then gives instructions regarding the conquest of the land. There's a lot we can talk about in this Torah portion. Today, we're going to talk about what it means to love God. There's a passage in the book of Deuteronomy known as the Shema, which is Hebrew for hear or listen. This passage in scripture is foundational to both Judaism and Christianity. For thousands of years, the Jewish people have traditionally prayed the words of the Shema every evening and morning as an expression of their worship. And when Yeshua was asked about the greatest commandment in the Torah, the first part of his response was to quote the Shema. So how do we walk out the Shema? Let's begin by reading what it says. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Hear, O Israel, Yahweh our God, Yahweh is one. You shall love Yahweh your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your might. So we are commanded to love Yahweh with all of our heart, soul, and might. But what does that look like exactly? Well, we can get some insight into what this means by digging into the meaning of each of these words. First, we are told to love Yahweh, which comes from the Hebrew word ahava. This word involves our emotions and often refers to having an affection or care for someone. You see it in the sense of parental love, such as Abraham loving his son Isaac, or in a sense of a close friendship, like love shared between David and Jonathan. So we cannot neglect the emotional aspects of loving God. But love is much more than a feeling. It is also an action. That's why scripture often connects loving God with keeping his commandments. Like in 1 John 5.3, which says, This is love for God, to keep his commands, and his commands are not burdensome. We might say that we love God, but if we are not keeping God's commandments, according to how the Bible defines it, we do not really love him according to God's perspective. God's perspective is the perspective that is important. It's the same in marriage. We can say that we love our spouse, but if we are not walking that out every day, it is an empty and meaningless statement. It's no wonder that the verses directly following the Shema tell us that we are to bind God's commandments as a sign on our hand and as frontlets between our eyes. They are to always be on our mind in our actions at home and wherever we go. We are to study them and teach them to our children. God's words are to be on our heart, the passage says. And that leads us to our next point. We are to love Yahweh with all our heart, which comes from the Hebrew word lavav. This word, and its more common shorter form, lav, refers to the physical organ in our chest. We see this in 2 Kings chapter 9, verse 24, for example. And Jehu drew his bow with his full strength, and shot Joram between the shoulders, so that the arrow pierced his heart, lav, and he sank in his chariot. In the mind of ancient Hebrews, the heart, not the brain, was understood to represent the thinking and feeling organ of humans. In fact, not once in the Bible is a physical organ that we would call the brain ever mentioned. So when the ancient Hebrews spoke of the heart, they were referring to what they believed to be the source of our thoughts, will, and emotions. And we'll see this word expressed in these ways all throughout scripture. 
So to love Yahweh with all of our heart is to commit our thoughts, our will, and our emotions completely to Him. Proverbs chapter 4. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. The second part of the Shema is to love Yahweh with all of our soul, which comes from the Hebrew word nefesh. The most basic meaning of this word is appetite or thirst, our natural desire for food and water, for example. That's why the traditional application of the command to afflict our nefesh, our soul, on Yom Kippur, is fasting. But the word is also often used to refer to the entire physical person. So to love Yahweh with all of our soul is to commit our entire physical being with all of our physical desires, talents, abilities, completely to God. Lastly, we are to love Yahweh with all of our might, which comes from the Hebrew word meod. This word is translated as might or strength in most English translations. But as Dr. Tim Mackey points out, that's not really the true sense of the word. The most common meaning of meod is very or much, is what grammar nerds call an adverb, a word that comes alongside other words to augment their meaning. The point is that everything in a person's life, every moment, every opportunity, every ability and capacity offers a chance to love and honor the one who made you. It is a call to love God with all of your muchness. So to love Yahweh with all of our might is to commit every moment, opportunity, and ability that we have completely to God. As often as we read the words of the Shema, may we be inspired to walk out our love for Yahweh with all of our heart, soul, and might. Thank you for joining us for another PowerShot Point. We pray that you've been blessed by this teaching, and remember, continue to test everything. Shalom. It is because of you, our generous supporters, who make it possible to offer these high-quality teachings completely free of charge. If you feel led to support 119 Ministries so that we can continue this effort, please visit testeverything.net and click on the Support 119 tab. Learn how you can partner with us to take the whole Word of God to the nations.